Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I want to thank everyone that has listened to this podcast. A um, little more views each and every time. Um, this will be episode four. Uh, this one uh, you can listen to on Anchor. You can listen to it on Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast, uh, wherever you want to listen to a podcast. Um, working on right now to get it onto iTunes. Um, so whichever one you listen to it on, try to see if you can give it a good review, a thumbs up, stars. Um, on social media, you can find it at sideline underscore pod, um, sideline podcast. Um, there'll be updates there. There'll be updates on Facebook. Um, so just please, everyone out there, please share this out so it gets more views. Um, keep the constructive criticism coming. There's only been a couple that have done it. Um, send me questions, topics, um, anytime to do, want to debate. Um, I can use Anchor and we can record and I can get uh, coaches on here to interview or if you want to get on here and discuss a topic, uh, more than welcome to do that as well. Um, so today for episode four, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of another episode I did. Um, I gave some advice to young coaches. There'll be another time where I give advice um, as well and this actually will be one of those times and I'll do it again, I'm sure. Um, a big thing from my experience in the 10, 11 years of coaching is uh, – I'm going to go to some head coaches. Um, I've never been a head football coach, but I've been near the top. I've been around a couple of different head coaches. Um, and so this one's going to be uh, coaches we have to adapt. And I also think we need to be able to listen to the assistant coaches. Again, I've never been a head coach, but I've been offensive coordinator, been at the top. I think we have to be able to listen to some assistants. Um, now, what I mean by coaches we need to adapt is a couple reasons. Um, I think no matter what your philosophy is from an offense and defensive perspective, 
Um, you need to be able to adapt to what kids you have. Now, I'm strictly speaking of public schools in Illinois. Um, now, you cannot recruit, um, so you obviously can't go want to run your air raid and say, I'm going to go find the fastest receivers and bring them to your high school. Um, I want to run power. I want to just run the ball down people's throats and go get some big offensive linemen. In public schools, you just kind of go with what you got. So uh, you kind of have to adapt to what you have. Too many times um, I've seen coaches or have been around coaches here in Illinois that, you know, this is what we're going to run. Um, this is what I'm going to run every single year. I'm not going to change much. I'm not going to change play names. I'm not going to change this. It's going to be the same. The kids just going to have to suck it up and deal with it. Um, and I don't think that's the right way to think. I don't think that's the right way to go about it. And what I mean by that is, um, let's say, you know, I know plenty of coaches that want to go spread, and a lot of them want to start doing the true air raid. So if you're going to run Mike Leach's system and you are a public school here in Illinois, I'm not saying that's not going to be your main focus. You know, you come in and say, okay, I want to run these air raid concepts. I want to run mesh, shallow, um, wide cross, uh, sail, scissors, wide stick, wide corner, um, and I want to do this and that. That's great. You could still have those things, but and you can drill them every single day to get better. But I think if you come in and you see, okay, I've got some big offensive linemen that can really move some people, you know, uh, down the field, um, I think it'd be a little foolish to sit here and go, well, I do want to run these and only have inside zone because I want to pass the ball more, but I think it'd be foolish for you to see that and have a decent, fast running back and say, well, okay, I need to really look at, you know, maybe I can do an inside zone power, um, outside zone or a trap, and maybe instead of calling passing plays 80% of the time, now you can run the ball a little more. Um, if you see that you're kids can really run the ball why not adjust the formations instead of having them be spread out all over um, maybe bring a hand down tight end maybe bring down an H back um, behind the guard or a wing or whatever it is you can still run every single passing play out of these formations obviously you can still motion out of them um, it gives the defense a different look it can add a different gap to run the ball if you bring a guy in um, or you can bring a guy down it might bring a linebacker down with that hand down tight end or the H back, and it's going to open up maybe, you know, if you run like a glance RPO with a little snag in a corner concept, um, you can run that RPO. Um, it might open up your regular passing. And then I don't know what it is, but sometimes defenses sometimes just kind of lose those hand down tight ends. They kind of lose those H backs. You could really do something with that. Um, I'm not saying that. Um, you can't, I'm not telling you to make it complicated. Um, you know, like I said in the other podcast, if some of you guys know what I'm talking about, if you go 10 personnel normally and you're a two by two and you call it ace, like in Mike Leach's terminology, why not when change it to an 11 personnel? Um, you bring the Y out and you bring a tight end in as the Y. So now you can go maybe ace right tight or this, or this particular kid knows he's the tight end. And whenever he's in and you see the A signal, he's going to be in the dirt. He's going to have his hand on the ground on the line of scrimmage. You can do that. That really didn't change anything. It could be ace or, you know, if you want to go uh, spread right or whatever you want to call it, you can always add a tight signal to it real quick if you're a no huddle and signal that in. Or if you're a huddle team, you know, again, the formation could be ace tight, ace right tight. Or if you want to go spread right tight, spread left tight. It's just going to let that tight end know that he's on the line of scrimmage. 
and then you could still run things. So, you know, if you can picture it, if you could picture, you know, in your 10 personnel, your two by two, well, now if it's 11 personnel, your Y is on the line of scrimmage instead. So if it goes, if you're going from left to right with your X on the line of scrimmage, your H or your F off the line of scrimmage, your quarterback and running back in the backfield, Y on the right side um, on the line of scrimmage, and the Z out there off the line of scrimmage, you can still run your stick concepts. So if you're going to go by Mike Leach's terminology on the left side, you've got double slants. Your tight end on the line of scrimmage could still run his stick concept. Your Z is still going to run his vertical, and you could still have the running back run a swing route. And the swing route may be there. It's going to open up, really, if you think about it, because if you have the hand down tight end, the linebacker may come into the box or just a little outside that tight end because they kind of want to force things inward instead of outward. They want to go uh, laterally. That swing with the running back may be wide open. Um, And if it's something that you can see, then maybe you start calling with the hand down tight end, maybe call a running back screen. You know, the you know, the tight end could go run his stick still, your offensive lineman pull out, and you could throw a screen. Um, you know, things that could be done that way. Uh, if you look at the Auburn offenses or like what Coach Dearman's trying to do at Kansas, you could bring a hand down or have an H back instead, have him right behind that linebacker still going to look. Um, and that H back could still could stay there and block. Um, you can still run your stuff. Um, just it's just different things. So I don't think if you are an air raid guy or a spread guy and you just have simple formations, just make a little tweaks. I'm not saying a ton. Maybe just with if you just want to tie it in with your ace or your trips. They could be trips right tight or trips left tight, and that's it. If you just mess with those two formations, it's not too complicated. Especially if you drill them all the time, you're going to be fine. Um, you know, and again, it's flip-flopped. If you're a guy that wants to run the ball a lot and you want to run, if you, I'm not necessarily saying a wing T guy, but I'll get to that in a second. If you're a spread guy that wants to run the ball, but you come in and you just have this quarterback that can sling it um, and you've got some wide receivers that can catch or you've got this, you've got that, or, you know, again, it goes back to your offensive line too. That's kind of where it starts. If you've got some fast guys at offensive line, why not run some screens? Why not switch up your running play, maybe an outside zone because they're fast? Why not um, pass block if they're fast enough and keep the guys in front of them? Uh, you know, uh, some of you guys need to uh, look at uh, Coach Drew Piscopo's social media. He is a true arid. I think he's Mike Leach 2.0 at the high school level. Um, you know, he did a good quote. Um, I think it might be on one of Coach Mackey's uh, videos maybe. I'm not 100% sure why I heard him say this. Um, he's, I saw him say it somewhere where someone, they were talking, you know, and they thought, well, it's a lot easier for an offensive lineman to keep someone in front of them. Um, if you're like, if you're trying to keep someone away from the wall behind you or, or anything like that, it's a lot easier to, um, push them and, you know, move your feet laterally instead of trying to drive them out of there, especially if you're smaller than the defensive lineman. I'll get to that a little later from being an offensive lineman, um, but going back to that, if you've got some fast offensive linemen, maybe you do need to pass a little more too. Maybe you need to run some screens. Maybe you're running more traps instead of ins- or other things. You know, you just have to adapt. You don't have to change everything. But why not tweak a couple of things just for that one particular year? And you're going to know in the summer, you're going to see it. And if you keep the terminology the same and find a simple way to do it, you're going to be fine. Um, now I am going to you know, maybe tick some people off, and that's fine. Um, if you look at the wing T guys, um, you know, wing T guys might come in, and that's what they want to do. They're, they're going to um, 
want to run the ball, they're going to run their bellies, their powers, their counters, their traps, their, you know, uh, crisscross, and all that stuff. But if you come in and you're a wing tee guy, you're under center guy, and you have a quarterback that can sling it, if you've got um, so some kids that can catch, if you've got some athletes, it's not, I'm not saying you don't have to run your wing tee concepts, but maybe you have to sit there and go, okay, instead of just having these two or three drop back passes or, you know, your, your nakeds and your waggles and everything else. Why not maybe go, like I said, in the other podcast, if we help each other out, I think people can be successful. Why not go to a spread guy or whatever and say, okay, can I, let's talk about some of your passing concepts because I've got, you know, maybe two studs out, you know, that can catch. Maybe I've got two or three guys that can catch. I got a tight end that can block in. Maybe he can catch. I've got a quarterback and can just sling the ball anywhere. Um, I'm still going to run the ball, and you can set that up with play actions. Maybe as a wing tee guy, I know some wing tees, they might have a shotgun package for certain situations. Um, why not go to a spread guy and you adapt for that one year? Say, I've got a couple guys, you know, no one's going to see this coming. You know, we're just going to keep running, running, running. All of a sudden, boom, we're going to sling it. You know, we're going to get a big play. We're going to get that big touchdown, that big, you know, 20, 30-plus yard play. Why not adapt to that if you have those kids that can do it? You know, because, again, going back to that, I'm going to repeat myself a little bit. I've seen wing T guys, under center guys have great seasons because, again, it's always it's not always X's and O's. It's the Jimmys and the Joes, but I also think with X's and O's and game plan, you have to adapt, and that kind of helps um, put those kids in a good situation. You know, if you're not working with what they can do and you're trying to force them to do something, I know some things that we drill they have to do because that's just how it is. That's how it's going to work. But sometimes those kids can do what you want a certain way just as good, and we have to be able to adapt and do that if we want them to be put in a situation to be successful. You want to make that team look good, the community look good, the school and everything else, and the people that came before you, that's the stuff you're going to have to do. Um, and you know what? I also think it's fun when you got to tweak it a little bit, you know, when you're coming into the summer or anything. Okay, this is what we did last year. Now we got this this kid in or this kid in or these couple kids in. We're just going to tweak it a little bit, game plan. It's really not fun, I think, to sit down with the coaches and you tweak it a little bit. Put those kids in the situation so then the Jimmys and Joes can take over and you can do those things. Um, because too many times, like I said, I've seen the wing T teams do really, really well running the wing tee, you know, they've won their state championships, they've made the playoffs, you know, multiple years, they've gone deep into the playoffs, um, they keep games interesting, um, they're doing what the coach wants, and he's motivated to do that. I've seen wing tee teams or under center teams, your pro styles or whatever, not win a game a year. I've seen them not make the playoffs. I've seen them not win championships. I've seen spread teams that want to run the football. I've seen air raid spread teams. Whatever kind of spread you're going to run, if you're going to run the veer, if you're on the pistol, whatever, I have seen teams struggle with that. I've been a part of teams like that that have struggled. I've seen teams win championships with that. I've seen teams make the playoffs every year, go deep into the playoffs, always competitive. I have always seen that. So it doesn't really matter what you run if you're not going to adapt. It doesn't matter what you're going to game plan if you're not going to adapt to the type of kids you have in a public school setting where you cannot recruit. College is a little different. I know some public or uh, private schools are different. You can go get some kids. That's fine. But in a public school, especially here in Illinois, we have to adapt. We have to tweak things. And then in another episode where I may go off on it a little bit is we have to keep things very simple when you do tweak things. You don't want to change your system every single year. You don't want to go from a wing T team, an I formation team, flex bone team. Next year going spread. 
and then the very next year say, okay, well, now we're going to go to a pistol option format, you know, whatever you can't be doing. I'm not saying adapt crazy. Um, and the same thing from offense, you go to defense. If you're a defensive coordinator that is very blitz heavy, you've got big guys that are, you know, smart kids that can pick up on this, 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 and this, go do it. But then let's say you've got some kids they just can't pick up on quarters coverage. They can't pick up on the mix and the blue coverages. Um, you know, you got some kids that have a hard time reading when they blitz and this and that. You, that tells me that you shouldn't do all these exotic blitzes. You need to keep it stupid, simple. You have to adapt. Now, you can drill things. You can work on it. So then as the season goes on, you can start doing certain things. But it's the same thing on defense. If you've got... You know, really good corners that can play man coverage and, you know, this and that. Yeah, you're going to call man. You're going to blitz a little more. If you got some kids that have to play zone, then you're going to have to call more zone and this and that. You have to adapt to the type of kids you have. Um, same thing on special teams with your kickers and everything. If you got a guy that can kick it deep, that's what you're going to try to pin him deep. If you got a guy that's struggling, maybe you're going to squib it. Maybe you're going to, you know, just sky high it so that way they fair catch it. You have to adapt to those things. Um and also, as coaches, we have to be able to listen to assistance. As a head coach, um, if you try to do everything yourself, you're going to get burned out. You're not going to be very successful. Uh, you know, if you're not going to, you know, you hire guys, you don't want always yes men. Um, you want to be able to sit down and listen to them. You know, us, you know, assistant coaches always have different ideas. And if you get the right guys and assistant coaches, don't go into a head coach's office and say, you got to do this, you got to do that. You have to know how to go in and approach things. You might say, hey, I saw this. Hey, I saw this. Let's draw it up. Can we talk about it? If a head coach likes it and the head coach is actually listening to the assistant, they'll go walk through it. That's just another way to try to be successful. You have to do everything you can to put those kids in the situation to succeed. Um, and so I think even as, as me as an offense coordinator, if another guy came in talking about offense, I'm going to sit there and listen to it, draw it up, convince, try to convince me. Let's draw it up. Let me get some kids out there. Let's walk through it. Um, you know, and this night, if it doesn't look right or it's not the right time, not the right situation, then we move on. But you have to be able to listen. You have to, be able to give them that opportunity. So then as they grow, grow, they get a little more confident. You know, I've been that assistant where the head coach never listened to me. Um, I've been that person where the defense offense coordinator never listened to me. And I, and sad to say, there have been times where I let my emotions get the better of me as an offense coordinator. I may not have listened to the assistant coach. Um, but, there, you know, I've gone through some things, and I've learned, you know, I learned how to approach the head coach, the offense coordinator, the defense coordinator, and say, what about this? What about this? You want to walk through it? Let's talk about it. Maybe this isn't working. Let's watch the film, this and that. So I think we have to be able to adapt. It's not all, you know, the head coach doesn't have to do everything. The offense coordinator doesn't have to do everything. You have to be a team. You have to work together. We have to adapt to that stuff. Um, I also think we have to adapt to some of the coaching style. You know, we can all be old school and everything else. But nowadays, I think we're a little more um, psychiatrists sometimes with the world we live in. I think you have to have the open door policy so those kids can trust you to come in and talk and everything. Um, you know, I know we've kind of gotten away from the old school gassers and conditioning. Um, a lot of the conditioning comes in practice and the drills. Um, so I think we have to adapt to what's going on with that, especially here in Illinois where we've kind of lost the hours of practice. You know, you're only allowed so many hours a day. You don't really have the two-a-days. So you don't want to kill the kids by always running, running, running. Um, you know, I think running them has to come at the appropriate time. I think if you work hard enough in the weight room in the off season, I think in the summers is for the running. Um, once you get down to actual practice and you film the practice and everything, you've got to boom, 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 go as fast as you can during the drills. And if all of the coaches are on the same page, if you have the practice plan made a day or two ahead of time, and we already know 
um, and we go over it even right before practice, there is no question of what you're doing. Um, there's no question of how the drill is going to go. You're going to go boom, 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 go through it, go as fast as they can. That's their conditioning. Um, and, you know, if you work hard enough um, in the off season, and then you're making that practice as fast as you can, the game is going to be good. So I think adapting it in practices that way too. Now that could be a whole nother uh, topic for a podcast, but, you know, I think we have to adapt in those certain ways. Um, but the big thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, we have to adapt to the kids we have. You know, don't just stick to one thing. There's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, uh, there's more than one way to do things. And, uh, you know, as coaches, we can't be so stubborn. We can't just be uh, one narrow-minded, you know. Uh, it's kind of like driving a rainstorm, you know. You can't uh, just drive. You have to have you just have your wipers on just looking one way. You have to be able to look to the side windows and be able to see that there are different roads you can take in a rainstorm, in a snowstorm, maybe to get you home quicker. There's different ways to do things. Um, I know that might be a lame terminology way to or way to describe it, um, but there's more than one way to do things. Um, that's why you have to branch out and talk to people and branch out and learn different things. Um, and you have to be able to know uh, just because you see one guy doing it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You have to find your way. You can steal things, copy some things from people, obviously, if you love them. But you're going to find your own terminology way to use it. You're going to find your own way to coach it. You're going to find the way that works for you and for the kids you have. Because those coaches can draw whatever they want up on the whiteboard. They can tell you how they do things, however it is. But those are their kids. That's them. Then you can take it and try to figure it out. But you're going to have your own kids, your own way of doing things. So don't be so narrow-minded. Don't always say, this is the way things are always done. You know, in certain towns, especially me, I've coached in some in this town, this is how we've always done things. Well, you know what? If you're if this is the way you've always done things, and you're not consistently putting those kids in the situation to be successful, and I'm talking about you know keeping kids around, I'm talking about you know competing for those conferences, competing for the playoffs, competing for the deep playoff runs, the state titles, and you know I'm talking about every sport, not just football. It's got to be every sport because you want the whole community and the schools to be every sport in school to be successful. Can't do that. It's not going to work. So that was the topic for today. Um, Again, thanks for anybody out there that was listening. Um, Again, please share this out. Uh, Please send some topics or questions um, that we can talk about. Um, And if you want, we can work on getting some people on here to talk as well, to debate some things. Um, Again, thank you all for listening. I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.